Hey, you're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 104. Today, we're talking all about the most important thing that every entrepreneur should be doing that they're not. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now with over 800,000 downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. Aloha. I am your host, James Wedmore, and this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. And this is the Hawaii Sessions. I'm actually here in the big island of Hawaii with my wife, Chelsea, and I've decided to bring her on as a guest today on the podcast. So, Chelsea, how you doing? Good morning. Aloha. I'm great. Thanks. She's excited to be here. Never nervous at all <laughs> to be on the show. And so we wanted to talk to you today. We're spending a week here out in the Big Island, and it's been pretty nice, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's been amazing. We haven't been to the Big Island in a long time, so... We've just been exploring and hiking and playing in the water, so it's just been awesome. So I wanted to talk to you about a topic that I think is extremely important. In fact, when we were in Durango, Colorado, just about, what, a month ago, we were at my mastermind that I'm a member in. So all the members in there of this mastermind, there's over 60 people in there, are seven, eight, even nine-figure businesses. Some of the most extraordinary, accomplished, and inspiring entrepreneurs in this industry, all in one room. I mean, it's unbelievable. And a topic kept coming up again and again and again. And I just couldn't ignore it. Now, this is something that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that we talk about. It's really a great theme on the podcast. But here are these people in this room talking about it and how they're not getting enough of this, how they're not doing this thing, and it's really been nagging at them. And that is self-care. Now, I think it's a really simple topic, and it's one of those things you'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, more self-care. Thanks, James. All right, peace. I got it. But we're actually going to talk about seven areas of self-care here today on the show really because I want to bring it front and center to your mind. I want you to put some real thought and intention into this because here's the thing, like, you know, my stance on this, but there's just such a, a voice in the market place of, you know, hustle and work harder coming from a place of you're not doing enough and you're not working enough. And we want to flip that on its head and really understand first and foremost, so that you really get this self-care thing that, what our value truly is in the marketplace. As an entrepreneur, what does that mean? What is the value that we put out there? What is our value? It's not hard work. It's not sweat equity. It's not the amount of hours and efforting. Rather, it's in our creation and our innovation. It's in our creativity and in our message right? It's in the unique problems that we solve. And ultimately it is, it's creation and creating something from nothing. Your ability to see something in your mind and then make it real here on the physical plane takes a lot. And that is why 
we need this self-care. And when you're constantly working, when you've constantly got your head down, hustle, 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 how innovative and creative can you be? It's like that flame of inspiration just gets snuffed out. And so we want to bring that inspiration back in. Basically, you want to get intentional about having moments or space for intuition. Create that space for inspiration to flourish. So we're going to talk about seven things here today. Let's get into this first of seven areas of self-care. And this is your morning routine. Now, we did an episode previous on the podcast, which we'll link up, all about creating your morning routine. So we won't talk long about this one. But I think the primary goal here is to look at your morning routine as a space for self-care. To not jump out of bed and open up the laptop right in 0.3 seconds, but to create that space in the morning to experience gratitude and peace and find that inspiration before you start the day. You know, Abraham with the Abraham Hicks message always talks about get into the vortex first and then. And that's exactly what this morning routine is. And so, you know, everyone's got their secret formula for the best morning routine or this is what you're supposed to do. And I always, you know, laugh at that. The best morning routine is number one, it's the one that you create the one that feels good to you, and it's the one that you actually follow. It's like going to the gym, right? It's a habit. It's not, oh, I did it. You know, it took forever and it was a pain in the butt, but I did it. No, it's, can you do this every day? Can you get in this routine of it? Well, and I think the objective of your morning routine should be to center yourself, to ground yourself, to give yourself the space to start fresh every day. I know that it's important for me to wake up have my hot water with lemon as much as I would prefer to have coffee. But I know that that really gives me, it cleanses me. And then I need that hour in the morning to read. And I read business books as opposed to the fiction I read at night. And that inspires me. So every morning I'm starting out with really what should be everyone's biggest priority is to center yourself, to ground yourself so that you can embark on that day with clarity and awareness. I love it. Let's move on to the second one. And this is what I call doing that thing you love. Now, this is (laughs) for me for a while when I got so immersed in business and I love business. I love marketing. I love what I do so much. I was really like, I don't need anything else. I got this. This was my hobby. This was my free time. And you know, truth be told, like it's just not sustainable and it's not healthy. You know, I do like to obsess over things and spend massive amount of hours working on one thing, but it's nice to have a little balance. And so you got to have that hobby that passion or that thing that you love that you get lost in. Because at the end of the day, you know, when I ask myself this question all the time, as much as I love business, it's like, you got to ask, what are you doing this all for anyways? Right? And if it's not to increase the quality of your life and the lives around you and the lives you touch, you're just there being the martyr in the marketplace. What's the point? So for me, this thing is surfing. Now, I think, you know, you've heard me talk about how much I love surfing so much, but I feel like surfing is like the biggest, it's like killing three birds with one stone, or as we like to say, feeding three birds with one stone here, because it's a physical activity. It's something that I enjoy and it's very healing because you're in nature, you're in the salt water. 
And it's just like, man, if I can do an hour a day, that right there is part of my self-care routine. Like I just kind of, while you're sitting out there on the board, kind of get into this meditative space. I'm, you know, expressing a lot of gratitude, getting extremely present. And then some huge wave comes and you're definitely getting really present in that moment. But you got to have that thing that you love. Did you give up on that hobby? Did you give up on that thing you used to do that you just kind of got lost in? You know, you lost track of time and it's time to bring that back. Chelsea, do you have anything like that? Well, I wish I was a surfer. No, I think the thing that I love to do most is read. And I get to combine what I love with my morning routine. But it's a very sedentary activity. And it really doesn't fulfill a lot of those objectives. But reading for me is what I love and what gets me present. There's another reason why this is so important. And it's that as creators, we need to be looking for inspiration from outside sources, right? So if you're in business and marketing, your whole world is business and marketing, you have no outside influence. But if you're like Chelsea and you love to read, all of a sudden you're reading books in a completely different genre. Maybe they're you know, a fiction book from your favorite author and, and it sparks an idea, for your business or for a blog post or a podcast. So to be able to have something that you can use as a reference point for inspiration outside of what you do is going to be huge. And, you know, if you follow me a lot, you know that I actually use a lot of surfing analogies in everything that I talk about because it's something I do so much. Okay, let's talk about number three, which is an environment change. Oh, now I think this has been so relevant for both Chelsea and I. I noticed a long time ago how much you're a product of your environment. And you don't realize this if you haven't left your home or your town or your city in the last two or three years. If you haven't taken a vacation or anything for some extended amount of time, you probably don't realize this at all. And I first realized this when I spent a year in New York. To go from little Laguna Beach, California to New York City polar opposites, right? But how much I am affected from that. And so what you want to do here is find new environments to find new ways of being inspired, new types of energy, new types of people. Now, some people say, James, I have a family. I can't just go live somewhere else in the country or whatever. And that's not necessarily what I'm saying to do. When I was just starting out, I noticed this. I was living in my parents' basement. Wasn't anything inspiring about that. So I would go work at different coffee shops and I would go find different coffee shops and hunker down there. And it was a total, just the change of environment was fresh. It was unique. It was different. But the thing is, is like if things are feeling stale or stuck, just shake it up a little bit. Go somewhere different and see how that feels. And you may not like it, but the point is, is that you're experimenting. And there are times that like, you know, we have this amazing office with this team and there are times that I'm just like, I need to get out of here. I need to go work somewhere else, you know? So that's it. That's a huge one. Okay. And speaking about environment, this one's kind of similar, but it's so important. I wanted to bring it out as its own point. And this is number four, celebrate all wins. This is so important. I heard this years ago and I really began to embody it, which is just this concept that we as entrepreneurs don't celebrate our accomplishments enough. And we need to celebrate these accomplishments through actual experiences. Like you got to learn how to celebrate. As entrepreneurs, we're such like these diehard workaholics where it's never good enough. 
and that's such a dangerous, dangerous route to go. We have to be able to stop for a moment and literally just reward our bodies, our minds, our souls for the work that we've done, even if it isn't the most amazing thing in the world. Like you just have to reinforce that. So one of the things that Chelsea and I do after every launch, after every project is we do usually sometimes it's in other towns, but normally it's in our own town staycations. And these are probably my favorites. I don't know. Are you a fan of the staycation? I think it's great because there's no planning involved. You just pack your overnight bag and you go to a local hotel and and we've stayed at all tiers of hotels and it doesn't, it's not actually the hotel or the luxury of the hotel, the luxury of the experience. It's mostly about just getting out, rewarding yourself, giving yourself a different, a moment of relaxation. And not working, right? Like doing something where you're not working, you're here to play, you're here to relax. And I just love that. And you know, we had our copywriter interview me while she was writing some copy for one of our sales pages. And she started asking all these great questions. And she asked one question. She says, what does success taste like for you? And I was like, oh, what a great question. My answer was like immediate. It's room service. It's breakfast room service at a hotel. And that is truly for years now has been our absolute favorite thing. Wouldn't you say to go to a hotel, even in our own town, like literally blocks away from our home and order room service in the morning. I cannot express to you guys enough how important it is that you are celebrating everything, however it is that you want to celebrate it, but that your whole entire being, your body knows it's reinforced with positive experiences that yes, I'm on the right track. I'm doing the right things. And it's just like Pavloving your entire body for this. So that is our celebrating all wins with our staycations. Now overlapping into the next one, tip number five for self-care is to travel. And that's really what inspired this episode is to travel. Now, well, you know, next to staycations are workcations. And I love workations. Like the fact that we are here in Hawaii, in a moment, we're going to go down to this amazing breakfast buffet and sit out and look at the water and just relax on a lounge chair for half the day. But before that, I get to record a podcast. I mean, and Chelsea, why don't you tell them what we were doing five minutes before this? Well, by the way, it's really early in the morning still. So the first thing we did when we got up was we took advantage of the morning light and I shot videos of James using the drone, which is also a new experience for me. But we just, we get up, we have fun, we play and... You know, I get to be a little stuck on stupid for a couple of days and that's fun, but we're just creating, we're just getting like all that stuff out that we want to be doing on a day-to-day basis, but don't necessarily have the time to do. Yeah. I mean, we can go from filming some B-roll that we'll be able to use in promotional videos moving forward to creating a podcast to (laughs) Chelsea says stuck on stupid, which is amazing, but really just like you know this when you run and own a business it can be really challenging to turn it off and these problems and issues can stay with you 24 hours a day seven days a week if you're not intentional about finding ways to turn it off because i'll tell you in 10 years those problems will be there tomorrow if you're trying to run the business like my goal is to put out all the fires today it's never going to happen and they'll be there tomorrow. I have a to-do list. I have my own personal to-do list and we have project boards. 
that to-do list has never hit zero. And that's never really the goal. It's just a constant list of prioritizing where I spend my work time versus how I take care of myself. And I cannot stress that enough. So yes, anytime you can travel, get out. I'm not saying you do like a week to two weeks of no work, which is great. Like I'm a huge fan of the sabbatical, but you can find that balance where it's like, and we really, we make a game of it. What would it look like if I only worked that first 90 minutes in the morning? I got to do all my work in 90 minutes so we can play the rest of the day. You get really productive and intentional. Okay, we got two more here for you in the realm of self-care. Strategy number six, or tip number six, has to do with everything with your body. I know by nature I'm a very cerebral person. That's why you hear me talking about all these things on a podcast to you for an hour every week, right? But we don't want to ignore your body, and that's something that I did for a long time. I definitely did, right? It was all up in my head. And the body is so important. So what are you doing to take care of your body? Yoga, massage, even just going on walks. I mean, we did an episode with Derek Halpern on the podcast talking about how important walking is and how you should get a minimum of 10,000 steps a day. Doing cleanses. I just did a cleanse recently. It was, it was not easy or pleasant, but you just know it's good for you at the other end of that. And, you know, green juice, I'm having one to two of those things a day and just eating right in general. Don't ignore these things. Your body is there for the rest of your life. You might as well take care of it. Well, and I'm the first person to subscribe to a diet of cheese and chocolate. So I'm definitely not the best at following this particular self-care routine, but I've also done months, years of no sugar, total vegan diet. And right now I'm back on that trend a little bit more. And food is energy. If you're feeding yourself live, you know, macrobiotic nutrients, you're receiving that energy. And I notice that there are certain foods that I don't tolerate well enough and shouldn't be eating and continue to eat anyways. But I notice the dramatic difference between when I'm feeding my body nutrition and when I'm feeding my body just food. (laughs) And so I think this is one of those critical elements that can make a massive change in your life that is really simple to employ. Well, and I know you've gone on a bit of a diet change recently. You want to talk briefly about what it is you're doing with the vegan meals? Yeah. So this is totally not a plug for their brand, but it's called Sakara. I just don't, I like to cook. I don't love to cook and I certainly don't love to cook vegan because I just don't have the inspiration to do that, but I love to eat vegan. So there's this wonderful meal delivery service that delivers breakfast, lunch, and dinner five days a week for me. And it makes my life so simple and it's actually really, really delicious. And I've cut out caffeine. I've cut out sugar. I've reintroduced foods that I haven't eaten since I was a kid. And like there was so many more opportunities to eat produce back then. And I just feel like a tremendous amount of difference, shifting everything chemically in my body. And I so appreciate that because I get stuck in the rut of over-caffeinating and powering through every day on whatever is available and whatever is convenient. And this makes eating well convenient, but I forget how critical it is to be nourishing your body. And that doesn't have to be 100%. I mean, just the small changes that you can make will result in great differences. And you've almost convinced me to get on this 
Sakara meal plan as well. I mean, it's convenient to have the meals delivered and prepared for you. But I love that. You've, you've seen a difference just in the few weeks that you've been on it. Yeah, absolutely. My mind is clearer and that's something I love. And I'm more present and I'm the great thing about this meal delivery service is it's about a lifestyle. It's not about a diet. And so they're promoting this sort of awareness and self-awareness and listen to your body. And these are all things that don't come easily to us now in this sort of technological age. Yeah, but it's just so important, you guys. In an ideal world, I try to do yoga once a week. I try to do at least one massage a week, sometimes two. We have a place in our hometown where you pay like a membership. It's kind of like a massage envy. You pay like 50 bucks a month and you get a free massage. But there's also a great app called Soothe where the masseuse comes to your home. We actually, I had her come to the office last week, which was really nice. I walk every day on the beach. I try to eat as healthy as I can. It's so important that you are giving your body the self-care and rejuvenation that it needs. From there, we're going to move on to our seventh step or strategy or tip for better self-care. And this is in the realm of spiritual self-care. When we were coming up with these, it was actually Chelsea that was really adamant that we didn't forget about this. And it's so true. So to create a daily routine or habit of prayer or meditation is so important. And as you know, if you've been following me, I've have a background. I worked with a fifth generation energy healer for several years, and that really opened up a spiritual practice for me. You know, first it was really just a you know, like, how can I learn this stuff to make more money? But then you realize that it becomes a much bigger thing than that and becomes part of your, who you are. And to ignore that would be ignoring self-care. So Chelsea, do you want to speak to this? Yeah, thank you. So the reason I put this, I was so adamant about including this was this podcast does a great job about discussing some of these concepts that aren't as mainstream, but I've been practicing spirituality for deliberately for a couple of years now. And I used to, I studied all the religions that I could get my hands on as a kid. I was really one of those inquisitive children, but I settled on some more Eastern philosophies in my twenties and have developed my own spirituality as a result of all this education. And what I've come down to is that there's really just this connection to a source that's greater than yourself. And I'm really, I don't subscribe to any one belief, but I do believe that we as a species connect on a level because we all share this human condition and that I have to honor that. And one of the ways that I find super powerful in honoring that is through gratitude. And it's not something that comes easily to me. I get very lost in the day-to-day routines. And the thing that brings me out of that at the end of the day is to write down as many as I can think of, but certainly no less than 20 things that I'm grateful for. And what that does for me is that the next day, I'm almost looking for reasons to be grateful. I will see a birdhouse that's like, you know, one of those sort of Victorian birdhouses and it will make me smile. And I'll think, wow, I have to add that to my gratitude list. And then the next day I'll see like five new things and I just become more present and I become more aware of the vividness of what's going on around me. And then also praying. I'm again, not a religious person, but I do love 
to remind myself of not only who I want to be, but this is also another opportunity to be grateful. But when I just speak out loud, like not to get too intimate, but just, I want to be compassionate and generous and patient and full of joy and laughter. And if I can speak those words out loud to something other than myself, then I feel like I'm really connecting on a deeper level with each day. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that because she doesn't really share that with me at home too much. She likes to keep the spiritual journey close to the chest. So that's awesome to share that. It's, I think, I mean, and that's because spirituality can be very personal, should be very personal. So yeah, I don't like to talk about it, but I've just shared it with <laughs> all of you people. <laughs> no one listens. So you're fine. <laughs> no, that took a lot of courage. I really appreciate that. So man, I love talking about this. I hope you guys have loved hearing this. There's one last thing I want to speak to, but first let me just recap these seven things that we went through. We're talking about integrating more self-care into the whole of your being and the whole of your life and your day, starting with your morning routine and getting lost in a hobby or passion, changing your environment up, celebrating all of your wins through experience, to travel more, to take care of your body more, and to focus on a spiritual practice all in order to give you self-care. Look, if you're an entrepreneur, you're up to big things. And they're big because they've never been done before. You are creating something from nothing. And not only does that take a lot of energy, but it also makes you extremely vulnerable. Vulnerable to the criticism the judgment, the opinions of those who do not have the courage that you do. That's why there's so much truth in those cliche quotes. Everyone's a critic. Everyone who's on the sidelines, who isn't willing to suit up and create something or do something, they're all critics. And that can be tough. You can have a hundred people love you, and that one person. And all they're doing is exposing your deepest and darkest fears that you have about yourself. And that one comment on Facebook or, you know, that one email reply can knock you to your friggin' knees and it can throw off the whole rest of your day. Now, over time, you build up resilience, right? You build up a bit of a tolerance and a threshold, but that's not the ultimate goal. We need to be able to reset and recharge. And that's why self-care is so important. And if there's any objection left over at this point from any of our listeners, I can imagine that it has to do with guilt. Perhaps you've tried to take some time off. Perhaps you've tried that vacation, that morning routine or just closing down that laptop for a while and you experienced a lot of guilt. You felt uncomfortable. You felt like you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing, that you're not doing enough. Maybe there was a fear of if I go radio silent, I'll become irrelevant. And if I become irrelevant, I'll become forgotten. And if I become forgotten, my business 
will fail and it'll all come crashing down and I'll have to go back to what I was doing before. Now, if that sounds close to home, (laughs) that's because that was definitely me. And I still feel remnants of that at times that creep in. So step one is an awareness of it. So just point it out and be aware of it. That's step one. I don't have a step two because at the end of the day, in 10 years of this, I have only seen that the more I reward myself with self-care and the more time off I give myself, the more I grow, the more my business grows, the more abundance I create, the more happiness and gratitude that I have. So I continue to look for more. So if you do feel guilty right now, you just have to train your brain. You have to yell at it and say, this is the work. This is the work. The play is the work. The self-care is part of the job. Even if you don't believe it right now, because I always think of that, you know, example of like our best ideas come when we're in the shower Come on, you know why, right? That's the only time in our day when our brains aren't consumed by all these thoughts that are running rampant. So you got to wait for the 10, 15 minute window in a day for your next brilliant idea to come to you? Are you going to create more space and more time for that every single day? You want to become this open vessel for inspiration, just flowing in. And it is directly proportional to the amount of time, space, and self-care you give yourself. Hopefully, you've given yourself a little space and time while listening to this episode. And with that, I want to thank you so much for listening. Chelsea, I want to thank you for joining me. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Thanks for having me. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Take care. For 10 years now, I've made my living selling digital courses, membership subscriptions, and group coaching. I've been able to make millions of dollars. Yet even better, I've been able to help thousands upon thousands of students with my training. Yet I've never taught my system on how to actually get started. How to choose the right niche, the right product, the right tools, and the right plan. Until now. The information marketing industry is booming now more than ever. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines, waiting to get in, well, now is your time. For the next eight weeks, I'm going to be delivering a brand new training course live, showing exactly how to get started and get profitable, even if you have no list, no product, or no idea. And the best part is, it's 100% free. All you have to do is request an invite to my private Facebook group. Every week, I'll broadcast a live, in-depth training with homework, action items, and of course, Q&A. So to request access to my private group now and join the training absolutely free, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. That's www.jameswedmore.com forward slash free. And I'll see you there.